Broadcasting live from New York City, City, it's the J Word Podcast. The podcast that covers everything from millennial struggles to the iconic poppin' topics with your host, Jason Price. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Jason Price, and I hope that you all are having an amazing day so far. Welcome to the first ever episode of the J Word Podcast, the place where we give you guys some motivation and clarity surrounding life and all of its events, and we just talk unapologetically, literally about like every and everything. I am super excited to be here with you all. You know the struggle has been real, um, but I am honored to be here. And of course, we have some popping topics coming later in today's show, but first we're discussing unleashing greatness, getting to that first step and making things happen with my first guest ever, who is a two-time winner of Food Network's hit show Chopped and an author of the aesthetically pleasing cookbook, Son of a Southern Chef. Welcome to the show, my friend, Lazarus Lynch. Hello, Jason. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Of course. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here and thank you for being you. And I have to say from like the start of this that I'm so proud of you and your journey because I know you probably will go into it a little bit, but like when we first met up until like where we are now, we're still on our journey, but just taking a, a moment to just appreciate you and appreciate all that you're doing and how you've stepped in and are continuing to step into like tapping into that part of you that 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 more you know that more with a capital m um i just i love to see it i love to see it so i'm i'm proud of you thank you so much that means so much to me i really really appreciate it and with that being said i really want to just jump into um today's conversation which is unleashing greatness um just kind of getting to that first step type of thing. So today we're going to go like all the way back. We're going to do a little throwback. Um, Just looking back where you started in your journey and, um, you know, where did you think it was going to like lead you and stuff, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, I just feel like, you know, the first, the first part of all of this starts way back with like, just growing up with um, parents who didn't, allow me to see myself anything less than um you know like explored my possibilities and my potential you know I was just talking to a friend before this and um he's a musician and I said well how did you get started and he's like well you know his mom bought him and uh, his siblings uh, he's one of three but bought them all instruments when they were younger um to like play and practice and you know he was just like and I just stuck with it you know and I just feel like looking back, my parents were very supportive of all of their children. You know, I'm one of five, but like all of us doing doing things with our, our time, right? There was not a weekend that we had that wasn't free. That wasn't like us just sitting around, you know, mm-hmm. we were always doing something. And, um, you know, the other thing is, is like we had community, you know, we had adults in our lives who took care of us and took us out places and exposed us. Um, And so, you know, when I look back at sort of the way I grew up and I know that this is not for everybody and for some, this might even sound like some parental privilege or just some childhood privilege, but like, you know, I think we were just, we were encouraged at a very young age to explore 
who we are mm-hmm. and explore our voices. Um, and, you know, I get that that's not everybody's story. And, you know, like all, like most people, you know, my childhood wasn't perfect. It wasn't yeah, absent no of, you know, pain or, or sadness or discomfort at times. Um, but, you know, I think that that was sort of the thread and I carried that thread of exploration mm-hmm. um, into my young adult life. So, you know, cut to high school when I said I wanted to be a chef, like my dad went to a school called Food and Finance High School. It was an amazing four-year journey of, um, you know, learning how to cook, but also like exploring other parts of, of food and um, food media and um, writing and blogging. You know, it was the first time I actually started to like use the internet to promote my voice. And <laughs> that's yeah, you its do own a great job, story. Right? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, but I think that, that those were very early days in the making of like what is now my full-time job or what has mm-hmm. become a career, um, which was really just, you know, taking up, taking a camera and filming some things that were going on and um, posting them on YouTube and, you know, writing about food and writing, blogging about things that I was making in my class. Like I didn't have this long view of like, you know, cookbook and all these other things. I just, I just thought it was cool and fun. But, you know, I think that the thread again, the thread is, you know, don't be afraid to explore, know that there is something there to explore, you know. Um, And, you know, the hustle too, the hustle is real. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you start to grow and expand and thrive in who you are, um, you know, there's, there's certain things that you have to intentionally, you know, commit to and say yes to. And, um, you know, it doesn't come, it doesn't always, it doesn't all come easy, but it does come if you're patient, if you're persistent. um, And if you're willing to like, you know, to do the work. I love that. And I think that's so true as far as just exposure being your greatest just lessons in life. Um, because that's how people kind of gravitate to the things that they like and figure out, you know, what kind of fits them and what doesn't, you know, through the things that they're exposed to watching other people and um, just their experiences as they evolve. Right. Right. And it's interesting because now, you know, when I'm either making a music video or, you know, doing some kind of project, I have literally called in folks in my life who were once my teachers, who were once my professors, who were once my dance instructors. Like there's literally a person in my life, um, Wanda, I'm going to put you out there, Wanda. Yes, Wanda. um, Wanda Wanda was really my first, um, you know, dance school instructor. As I said, like our weekends were booked all the time. It was either dance class, drum, choir rehearsal, um, something, right? But like we were always with Wanda on the weekends at her school. So I would watch Wanda stand up in the corner, look at all the students and choreograph a piece without leaving that corner. She would literally just say what she wanted. She'll tell people, okay, line up this way. You move back a little bit okay, on the count of eight, one, two, three, and would count and tell everybody what to do. 
And every now and again, she would get up and, you know, move or show us something. But that ability that she had to sort of vision and think out loud, be visual with her words and mm -hmm. paint images with bodies. Those are things that as a six-year-old, seven-year-old that you just, you just think that that's how the world operates. You know, you just think like, oh, that's how this works. And it wasn't until I got older and I was like, wow, that's, that's actually a, a gift. That's a skill um, that, you know, not a lot of people know how to do. So just to be able to tap into that now as an adult, when I'm sitting back and I'm writing a song or I'm writing a piece or an essay or um, a short film, like I'm, I, sit, I step back and I'm like, where did I learn that from? You know, I learned it in people like Wanda, for example. And then I'll call her and I'll be like, hey, I'm working on this project. You know, can you come be part of it? Can you help me do this? Can you help with the props? And she's just like, of course, of course, you know. But I always tell her like, you did something right. You know, you did something right. When we were young, you just showed the way. You were being who you were. And I feel like that's the thing too. Like that's the beautiful lesson that when we show up and we be and we are who we're supposed to be, that there's the blessing is just so residual. Right. You know, it hits everybody. And then those people who are being blessed by you being doing what you're supposed to do and walking in your gifts and your talents, they start to wake up to who they are too. You know. So I feel like in that way it's this beautiful domino effect, trifecta um, that happens when you allow yourself to be your greatest self. I love that. And that's so true. And that's amazing to hear and it actually gives me like some background because I see you take on so many different things like you you have so much potential in so many different areas and you do so much you're not just a chef that's like cooking in the kitchen but you're also you're singing and you can dance and like your fashion is everything like you take on so many different things so how did all of that start for you? Like, was that um, just life? Like you just being exposed to more different things as you grew up? Wow, first of all, I thank you for that. I thank you for acknowledging that. Um, you know, I, I always joke around with my friends, but I'm also like low-key serious. I'm <laughs> like, don't call me a chef. Cause you know, it's just like when you feel limited or like there's, there's a box. I've always felt like the term chef, not always, but I've, only after I've written my cookbook, ironically, released, mm -hmm. <laughs> wrote and released my cookbook, that I began to feel like the world, that that the word chef was a box that I would never really check. And also like a very small box that I could never fit in. Um, and I think it's life. I think life kind of expands you if you allow it to, like it can, it can um, bring you into a dark hole or it can just pull you out of a hole that you're in. And I think for me, I was always like, interested in the world and interested in um, what was around me. I, I was taught from a very young age to kind of observe um, as an artist. Um, I was in art school for many years as a child. So you just learn how to look, you look at the world through a certain prism and that prism mm -hmm. is curiosity, right? So cut to, um, I would say 2016 when I graduated Buffalo State College, which is how you and I um, were first introduced on each other's paths. Right. But um, I think it was during that time that I started to figure out, okay, there's more for me to do. There's more for me to say. There's more to think about. There's more to grow into. 
and just naturally allowing myself, grant, granting myself the permission of being afraid and being scared of the unknown, which is really the threshold that you have to walk through when you're trying to expand your life. Um, right. You have to be willing to go places that no one else has traveled before, um, or maybe that they have traveled, but certainly you have not traveled that journey before. And it was a journey of just like owning the fact that um, I could have a bright future. And that is not just about my career. That is also about how I feel every day, the friendships that I have, like there can be quality in every area of my life. And I started to really sit, sit with that truth of like, what could life feel like as my highest and freest self? And that is the beginning. That is the entrance point, I think, to beginning to unfold all these other parts of you. So I, I really do feel like there, there is so much we all have to offer, you know, but sometimes our, our disbelief in ourselves or just like being afraid to like really step into that keeps a lot of mm -hmm. us from tapping into that. So um, for me, it was just like, oh yeah, try that, tap into that. Um, you know, do it with fear, you know, it's okay, but like, try it. And so, you know, on the music front, I've always been doing music, I've always been singing, grew up in church singing. Um, and I, I just told a friend, actually, I was like, I never thought that I would go beyond gospel. Um, mm -hmm. And for reasons that were also like, I, I don't like the word religion, but certainly for for reasons that I believe I was taught when I was younger, which is just like, this is the only music you should ever sing. And <laughs> had to allow myself to grow into other spaces that are like, well, what's the music that my heart is singing today? Right. You know, what does it sound like? And that's just time in life, you know? And so again, like even traveling down that path of I'm singing and I'm making music, is really just like me, I feel like just adding more paint to the canvas, you know, and being unafraid to like take a very wide stroke on the canvas um, and, and not, not really caring too much about um, the beauty of it, you know, not trying to perfect every step, just stepping Absolutely. into it. So that's on that front. And then, you know, now here we are like album in the making, least singles i'm very proud of myself that's amazing for, oh, for that's stepping really into exciting. that you know and then in just like in terms of the you know the fashion is pretty interesting um i mean you know we we could also tap into the other part of me which is like owning my truth and you know accepting my sexuality and accepting mm -hmm. all the things about me that the world or people in the world have demonized about right. me and so you know when you when you really get free in your spirit and in your heart and you know who you are you know there's a certain there's a different energy that you bring to your whole life it's like it, it's a different spice um and i think that that was also like part of the foundation of stepping into these other parts and doing it with excellence and doing it with joy and doing it with honor um, you know, but just as a visual person, I love color, I love textures, I love textile, I love image. And so um, fashion is very, it very much so encaps encapsulates all those things. And um, 
you know, it's just, it's just time in life and allowing myself to open up and explore, you know? Yeah. And we see it in the book and it's so amazing. Like I look at that book and I look at how you go about so many different things and the way that you do it, it has such a, it's just a uniqueness. You know, everybody has, you know, themselves as far as like, you know, you authentically showing up in the world, but I love how you incorporate all every part of yourself um in your work how did you get to that point you know the book is interesting so i i first want to say like shout out to my incredible team my creative partner nisha um and lori um on food on prop styling grassayel on food styling um my friend ash on the recipe side developing side cross-testing side, Claudia Sadoti. I mean, just like all these people. But I think, you know, where it started was, it just started with a, a vision. It started with, you know, um, I want to tell my story. And I have to be mm -hmm. honest with you, when I first pitched the book, like the book I pitched to publishers is a very different book than the one that came out. Um, the book that I pushed or, or pitched was a very safe version mm. <laughs> and it was a very like cookie cutter almost uh -huh. I'm not ashamed to say that either because it was my first time even going about creating the process right so I was just like I feel like this is what it will be and you know the more I grew as a person the more the more I began to own that the fact that I'm a writer I'm a, you know that that's not just something that I'm aspiring to, I think language is very important too. Like, you know, we're not aspiring what we do. We are what we do. Doing it, right. We are, we are, we need to speak, we need to use that language more. So I was just like, yeah, I am a writer. So owning that. And then also, you know, there was a bit of a miracle that happened in the middle of the book process, which was like, um, there were a couple of changes in folks that were managing my project and certain folks got moved out the way and other folks got brought on. Mm -hmm. And the question that came up was, Laz, what do you want this book to be? And I said, well, I would really love to bring my friends on, the people that I work with pretty closely every day. You know, I'd really love to bring them on to help tell the story. And then that evolved into Pinterest boards, um, tons of different Pinterest boards, inspirations from magazines, we looked at no, we looked at virtually no cookbooks for this process, meaning mm -hmm. my team in terms of art inspiration and art direction. Mm -hmm. We really looked at like, what are dope magazines? What are the editorial prints, um, you know, at, at Vogue and, and what are the different, um, you know, artists that we, what are, what are albums that we love? What are um, lookbooks that, that we love? And so we just like, we just had a hodgepodge of, mm -hmm collected archived image that we look to and then I brought my stylist on Keon Mullins to do some inspiration and we really just compiled our own version so we weren't thinking about like how can we make a cookbook we weren't thinking like that at all and we I weren't also that. we also weren't thinking like how can we do a cookbook that's never been done before mm -hmm. what we were asking ourselves was how do we create something that feels authentic to us and that feels fun and exciting. Um, virtually none of the people that I brought on had cooking experience on the project, except for mm -hmm. the culinary team 
and our food stylist, Grace Ayel, who brought in her amazing team. They've all, like, they've worked with Martha Stewart. They've done all these incredible projects. So they were the only people on set, aside of myself, who brought food expertise. Everyone else was just like, we just love dope stuff. Like, we just... <laughs> right. We love old school stuff. We love Jet Magazine. We love Essence. We love Vogue. So, you know, we brought we brought those things to the table. And I think what it did was it created um, a book that's that feels alive and that feels yes. expressive and bold. And um, and so I think that was important. I think it was one important that we had creative control of mm-hmm. the image. Um, and it's also important to note that. <laughs> I also wrote the book, so that helps in terms of it's my voice. It's not someone right, else, right. you know, disguised as mine because that's a thing too. In oh, I, I know. You know, um, and it's funny because I've been talking about the next book, and I and I said that the next book's going to make the first book look safe. So really? I'm excited. I'll just, like, I'll just leave that right there. Oh, I'm excited! Like I look at this book and I'm like. To me, it's timeless. Like, oh, it's so amazing just to, I'm going to say it again. It's amazing to look at. And um, it's really inspiring too, just all of the colors and how you have fun. And as you talk about um, just, I guess, the inspiration from different magazines and stuff, I see that when I look at the book. Like, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is Vogue. This is, you know, it's just really fun. And um I think that's why a lot of people connect with it as well, because not only are the recipes in their bomb, but people like things to look at, especially books and stuff. So I'm so happy that you had the creative control and that you stuck by your just your creative energy and you just kind of went with it, went with what you were thinking and didn't look at anyone else for inspiration and just followed your gut. And I think that's why it's so timeless and unique, in my opinion. Thank you. And I want to, you know, I just want to say too, for artists, you know, listening and even just whoever, whoever is out there listening, just to really sit with that, that point you just made, because I think it's important of, you know, um, giving your voice space um, within the room of your own heart and life, like give your voice space and ask the question of yourself, you know, what do I want this to be? What do I want to experience from this? Um, instead of giving that power over to other people mm-hmm. or to industries or to corporations or to people at the top, like begin to ask that of yourself. And I think it's from that truth space um, that I like to operate to and create from. Otherwise it's like, I, I, I don't think I should be doing this and I don't care what you're paying me to do it. Uh, if if there's not a thread of truth that I can connect with, that I can stand back and be like, yeah, I would, I can, rep- I feel good representing myself like this or mm-hmm. speaking about this or, you know, that we talk about it all, all the time, this like authenticity thing. Right. But um, I just, I think that that's important. You know, I think that we should give ourselves as people space to hear our own voice and, let our yay be yay and our no be no and um you know be unapologetic about that and have you know the reason is that you agree in your own heart with whatever that direction is and that should be enough that's right right. so 
after realizing early on, like realizing that you were able to do all of these amazing things, how did you allow yourself to allow your gifts to kind of lead you? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think, you know, you know, you know, you can do things, but you've, there's there's a lot of ways to answer that. I think it first starts with um, this a belief, a self belief, right? A belief that it's possible, whatever it is. You you got to start with that place. I have a friend who calls herself an incurable optimist, um, which I love because she doesn't take it can't be done for an answer. She doesn't take it's too hard. She mm-hmm. doesn't take I wish. She doesn't take any of that. She's just that. like, oh, it's possible. And oh, it's definitely going to happen. And it, mm-hmm. she operates from that space. And some people might look at her and be like, you know, you're, you're crazy. You're not thinking about the reality. But she's just like, no, this is the reality. The reality is what we say we want it to be. So it's amazing. Like I adapt that, that principle to in my dream making. Um, but dream making is that. It's dreaming <laughs> and it's making you know, I would challenge us all to begin to stop the excuses, you know, in this season of our lives to stop, stop naming our obstacles and start naming our possibilities, you know, well, what is possible? Um, And I think that's a better way to rehearse, Mm -hmm. um, you know, moving into your greatness versus, you know, rehearsing um, all the what ifs. Right. So you got to dream, but you got to make. And for me, it's like, it's again, thinking of it through like my painter artist sort of frame, which is like, okay, this is what I see in my head, but what tools do I need to get it done? Um, And I feel like that's the part that people start to miss or just think it's just going to happen. So no, like you, the making of the dream comes in identifying what it will take to make it make to like make it made Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like for the book for example I was like I definitely see a lot of imagery sounds like it requires a photographer right like those are I know that that sounds simple and elementary but it really does start from that it's like what will this dream take and what tools do I need and um I just also want to be like say this that the book is, you know, the book is one, it's like one expression of really a lifetime of learning and building. And it took a, a lot of people from all different walks of life to come together and create it. But I, I want to go back to time in high school and time in college when I was making videos in my dorm room and when I didn't have a photographer mm-hmm. and I saved up money to buy a camera, you know, and worked on iMovie. I still unapologetically without shame say I work on iMovie. <laughs> yes, okay. iMovie's where it's at. iMovie began it done. Yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it like let's not forget that there is a beginning. Right. And so I still feel I'm, I'm at my beginning, but, you know, everyone pay attention to where you are and, and work where you are, you know, like, like 
dream as big as you can where you are because that will only take you to the next place you know so you might say well i don't have a budget for a food stylist and a, and a photographer and well then guess what you get you roll up your sleeves and become your own food stylist and guess what i did that so you know what five years later six years later when i was able to afford and hire a food stylist i knew what it took mm -hmm. and i brought that understanding to the project i knew what it took to be a producer because i was once my own producer I knew what it took to edit videos because I used to edit my videos. So I feel like that is a, that's something that I just want to underscore, you know, that once you know what the tools are, um, start to think about what can you do to make it happen? Who can you ask a favor from? You know, um, can you get your friends involved? Can you get your neighbor involved? Um, I still build and create like that. And I am not ashamed to say that, you know, I still build and create from like, who's around me that I also want to help lift up, you know, mm -hmm. while I'm building this thing, who around me can I also build with, who's just ready to build. Um, and then outside of that, like, those are like the practical things, but I also, you know, keep a life. I try to, I try to really like pray about things and meditate and keep myself centered, keep myself grounded because I do feel like you are, you know, you, who, how you lead is who you are and how mm -hmm. you, how you create it it's who you are and if who you are is um just kind of all over the place and fragmented and um, it shows up it shows up it shows up so i try to really just like be mindful of, of taking care of myself that way um and praying about steps to take and not take and direction um but i also feel like jason this is a very long-winded answer but i also feel like you know, when you're, when you get clear about you, when you, mm -hmm. you get clear about, ah, I want to arrive in my day with ease and lightness, and I want to rise in richness, you know, of spirit, like, you start to, you start to invite other people who feel that way and believe that way and think that way into your space, into your sphere. Yeah. Um, and then it's not so hard. It's like, oh, who could we ask? Who could, who could I partner with? Or what could I do with whom? these people start showing up their names start coming to your mind their faces start coming to your heart um and i think that's i think that's how it's it's all happened and is still happening for me what advice would you have for other creatives out there who are passionate and maybe looking to start like their own business and their own brand well i would say really take care of yourself Take care of yourself, take care of um, your, your being, you know, take care of that. Um, do something every day, every other day, twice a week, three times a week, that, that is intentionally giving back to you. So I take solitude walks. Mm -hmm. Those are very important to me. I think I've called you a couple of times on my solitude walks. Yeah. which are not meant to be like talking walks but whatever but they become, <laughs> they become catch-up times but that's just something i do for me uh -huh. you know, throughout the week that's taking care of myself um you know but 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 i i would say like having building building a life that has around you with in your week building yourself without the identity of what you do mm. 
without the identity of who you are. Like, okay, you worked 60 hours this week on your projects. Amazing. What did you do for you? Mm, so That's so important. I think it's important because I think that when, if, and I don't wish this on anybody, but it's life, but like if and when the day comes when all those things like COVID happened right. and everybody who had jobs away from home didn't have jobs or they were in a limbo for a little bit of a space. But the point is, is when and if those things just go away, right, then who are you and what mm. are you? So that's why I say take care of yourself that yes, grind, hustle, sweat, tears, like give, give, give to that baby that you're trying to birth and push that baby. Yeah. Please, please take time to care for yourself. Do something once a day, twice a week, three times a week. That's just intentionally your time. It's what you do for you. If it's a boxing class, if it's taking a bath and lighting a candle and keeping your phone away from you, right? Or like you're not working right now that that because then it's just like okay if you don't have work and if you don't have a project and you know how to take care of yourself you know how to exactly. survive and be happy without those things because so many people and, and i've noticed this too so many people kind of they say kind of characterize who they are based on like what they do and that's kind of who they are and how they show up in the world and i guess you know a lot of people forget that there's more to that um and i think that's a challenging part but i definitely believe that this pandemic has allowed a lot of people to connect with themselves and another thing i feel like for artists and just creatives in general and i believe everybody we have to allow ourselves to feel and just be okay with authentically just being vulnerable you know because a lot of people struggle with that too and we kind of stop ourselves from feeling and maybe kind of disconnect with it if that makes sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no I think it's so important and I think as artists especially you know we feel even you know we're like very intuitive people and um you know we're t we tend to be empaths and you know we deeply feel things and you know I agree you know like someone said you know, don't worry about having a good day today. Just have a day, you know? Right. Um, and also my other friend mentioned to me, he was just like, yeah, I feel like I'm at a 30 today, you know, out of a hundred, but I'm mm. a whole 30, you know, like I'm a yeah. whole 30, like bring that whole 30, bring that whole 20, bring that whole 40, 60, wherever you are, just bring that and be fully that, you know, and don't apologize for that, you know, All but right. like, I feel like that's the journey of being human. Yeah, it's life. In those moments, how do you like remain confident and kind of push through even in those moments? Like if you're on set and it's like, oh, I'm at a 10 today, but we got to do this. What do you do and how do you get through it? Well, I go back to what I know works. I go mm -hmm. back to let's meditate today. Did I meditate today? Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's take, let's, let's go back to the basics, right? Let's, let's take a shower today. Let's take a bath today. Let's drink our water and take our vitamins today. So uh, to me, you know, it's like, forget that. Let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's go take care of ourselves and do the things that we know we can do that don't require a lot of effort. 
maybe running a bath may require a lot of effort sometimes, but just like, okay, you know, like today I knew I had a lot on my list and for some reason I just couldn't bring myself to, to, to do it. I just, I kept scrolling on Instagram every time. And I was just like, I'm not going to get back on Instagram and I would get back on Instagram, <laughs> which is like a terrible thing to even say, like you're trying to, you know, like why I set myself up. No, but, but I feel that. You know what I mean? But I was like, mm. and I just, I knew it would get done. I knew I would do it, but it just took me a while. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> I haven't done my basics today. Mm. I haven't, I haven't given my mind a chance to be still today. Um, I haven't drank coffee. I haven't eaten breakfast. Um, I have not done any of those things. So when I'm like, oh, my mind is going everywhere and I can't seem to focus right now. You know, but then I also feel like you you want to be you want to work with people who understand the importance of taking care of yourself because right if you if you are surrounded by people who are they don't care about how you feel they just want what they want from you and you are uh, an inexhaustible resource or just like a resource that's giving and giving and giving and never are um, encouraged to take rest and take breaks. Um, I think that's dangerous. So the other thing about me is like, I try to keep a schedule so that I don't run into those moments. But I also have people in my life who tell me, you don't need to do that right now. You can eat breakfast right now. Um, you know, and I, and I am also trying to be more like that with myself too, of giving myself some breaks, you know, but, but, uh, you know, this is unpopular advice or whatever, take it or leave it. Um, no, you got to take care of yourself. But you just really don't do it. it. Just don't do it. Look, yeah. if, you're, if you're at a 10 and this thing requires 100, then don't do it. But obviously, like if you sign a contract and blah, 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 you know, examine why you're out of balance. You know, examine why. Are you out of balance because of that thing? Or are you out of balance because you stayed up too late? You know, and be forgiving, be self forgiving. That is the way I get through it. I am self-forgiving. Um, that kind of compassion strengthens me. Mm -hmm. Being compassionate. We all go through things. Today, I'm not at a, I'm not at 100, and that's okay. And I, I forgive myself and love myself through this day. Today, I don't feel like doing that. And um, I will, with God's grace, attempt to do it. Um, but when I am done with it, I'm done with it. I will, right. I will wait and I will do it tomorrow. That's Sometimes so that's important. what you have to do. So Lazarus, tell us, well, yeah, tell us about your new series. You've arrived on Facebook Watch. You are a writer, producer, and talent in this series. What was that like? I don't know. I just got still for nine weeks last in 2000 um, during the pandemic. And I took nine weeks off. And um, I just felt like I needed to take a break and reflect and, you know, inter internalize what was all going on. Cause every part of my body was shocked it from, from COVID to like, what is that? Right. How do we <laughs> right. process that to all the, the riots and the yeah. race reckonings. And I just found my place in a, I found myself in a place where I was like, I need to not be working right now. I need to be still, I need to educate myself. I need to figure out you know how to move forward um so i took that break and then when i returned from the break um a, you know a lot of things were clear to me the way i wanted to feel the way i wanted to work what i 
the way I thought about work and what I wanted my vision, like my voice and my work to be, you know, had shifted. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of things that happened in that time. So anyway, so when I had this opportunity to create some stuff with Facebook Watch, um, they were asking, they said, whatever you want to create, you know, whatever. Oh, you that's amazing. And I just, I felt like doing a cooking series was not what I wanted to do. Um, and I, but I, I didn't know yet. And so I sat on it and I remember getting on the phone with my lawyer and he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know, just keep walking me through this contract. So anyway, he walked me through it. And by the end of him walking me through everything, all the paperwork, I said, I know exactly what I want to do. I said, but I had this idea months ago. I just didn't get, I didn't know how I would explore it or tap into mm -hmm. it or fund it. But, um, you know, the idea was to create a, a series, you know, like a sitcom. Yeah. And so I told him, I said, that's, that's what I would like to do. And he said, okay. Um, and then we just started rolling. We as like me, Anisha, like I said, my creative partner, um, my friend Chris, who's shooting and editing all of them. Um, I called Anisha and I said, look, I want to do a sitcom series. Never in my life before had written a script. Never in my life oh, before wow. had even done like, like screen acting. Like I've done some theater things. And mm -hmm. when I was really young, I was, I, I wanted to get into television and film. And I remember going to auditions as you know, when I was young and my, my mom taking me out to places in the city to get headshots and stuff, but like everything's full circle, you know? So now right. I'm writing the show. I'm, yeah, I'm starring in it. I'm casting for it. I'm writing the music for this, the series. I'm bringing in cinematographers, filmmakers, um, you know, actors who are legitimate actors to be part of this project. Oh, I love that. And now I'm just like, yeah, so I'm like, this is a good test run for like the thing you do with Netflix in a couple months or the thing I do with Amazon Prime or Hulu or mm -hmm. whatever. But like, I think I just, I think taking that space away, having that nine weeks of doing nothing for me was what energized this idea, this thought that had just been sitting with me months prior and I really didn't know what it would materialize to or how it would even come into being or like how I would do it. The other thing is like, I have a, one of my dearest friends who's an actor um, had introduced me to the work of Michaela Cole um, oh, and nice. her series, I May Destroy You on HBO. Yes, it's really good. It was so good. Yes. And I, I had just been soaking up like her journey and listening to how she got started and she was like in the same boat she was like yeah i just i didn't know how to write a, a script for a series or for television so and it's so good i googled it she's like i yeah. googled it and i taught myself how to do it and i was like right. that was very inspiring to hear that and you know of course like following my own path and journey but in a very similar way mm -hmm. i just had this vision and i was like this is what i want to make happen and there's the dog hey. <laughs> So that's how the series sort of came to be. And <laughs> he Hold wants on. to talk to the people. Benji. And uh, so it's, we're coming out with more, more episodes in February, Black History Month. Oh, yeah. um, through the summer, we'll be releasing some new ones. And I'm still writing. 
<laughs> and I'm still writing a couple of uh, of shows. Um, thank you. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. I'm so excited and I'm really enjoying it so far and I can't wait to just see you continue on your journey. Is there anybody who you would like to like collab with? Um, I'll answer that like this. I want to collaborate with anybody who is doing important work, meaningful work, work that I respect and admire and um, who, where there's alignment and where there is trust. Um, mm. That's, that's, that's the dream collaboration um, right there. But there's no one. <laughs> I would love to see like... you collab with um, Tabitha Brown, I believe her name is. She Tabitha... is so amazing. She is so amazing. I would love to see you do something with her personally. I love that thought and I love her. We haven't met yet, but- um, It's gonna happen soon. We're in each other's, we're in each other's circles. And it's so funny because I feel like my friend I have a really close friend from Tennessee who introduced me to Tabitha Brown like a couple years ago. Oh, I that's only, so dope. Only started to like get in, get in. Uh-huh. Top of 2021. Oh, wow. Um, so I've definitely like introduced to her, but you know, everything in its time. And it's so interesting that you say her because literally like beginning of the new year, I was just, I went on her Facebook page if I hadn't been following her on Facebook and I just watched videos and she does long videos too. So I, I just sat and yeah. watched so many of her videos. Um, and then I saw her on my other, let's say my friend, <laughs> my soon to be friend, Drew Barrymore. I saw her on, on Drew's show and I was just like, she keeps popping up. And then you just mentioned her. So I feel like there's something that's going to happen for us. Yeah, soon we're going to speak that into existence. Like, I, I think that would that. be an amazing, inspiring, and funny, and stylish collab. Because yes. yeah, her and Donna, and they Donna. be doing their thing. Yeah. <laughs> her and Donna, my friend called me the other day. She was like, Donna got some, um, some FaceTime the other day. <laughs> wow. I think she did the bus challenge, too. Mm. <laughs> Wow. I got I didn't see that. I got to get into that. <laughs> um Lazarus, is there anything else that the people should look out for? Any other projects or anything like that? Well, I'd love to just lead everyone, invite everybody to check out my new single. It's out. Um it's called Busy Being Black and um the short film is either coming out or will be out by the time this is out, but um, I definitely want everyone to check that out. And yes. also the series You've Arrived, which is on Facebook Watch. It's also in my um, Instagram page and um, on my personal Facebook page. Son yeah, of it's really good, you guys. And for the people that don't know, where can they find you? You can find me everywhere at Son of a Southern Chef, S-O-N of a Southern Chef. Um, on every platform, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm not really on TikTok, so you got me over there. What? Well, I have one, and it's 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 definitely there. <laughs> um, he's not there, right? <laughs> but it's there. But it's there. But he's not there. So, um, yeah, I've been. I'm I'm a little late with stuff because I'm just. I'm not late. I'm just. 
sometimes like, okay, I don't need all of that. I don't need I it. I feel you. I don't need it. But um, I'm grateful for the platforms and I'm grateful that my voice reaches many people across different um, spaces. And I understand the value of that. And so I recognize that and acknowledge that. And I'm grateful for that. But thank you so much to Asan again for being so generous um, in your giving, in your time, and just you as a person, like you are always shining that bright light. And thank you so much. I'm just honored to share community with you and share time with you. You too, Lazarus. And if you ever need anything, let me know. And the door is always open. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. And right back at you, however I can support you please let me know. Yes. It's time for Poppin' Topics, where I talk about the latest going on in entertainment, whether it's your favorite celebrities or that trending video on Twitter that you can't seem to get out of your head. So let's jump right into this week's Poppin' Topics. So this week, the news became official. Kim Kardashian filed for divorce from Kanye West after almost seven years of marriage. So according to People magazine, Kim felt that Kanye wasn't really compromising in the marriage. A source told People that she's been spending time with her sisters and her mom and she has been working at the time. So it's it's never easy to, you know, start over, of course, especially in a panini, a panoramic, anything that you want to call it. Um... But she has to do what's best for the children. And, you know, this is sad, of course, especially for children. But, you know, if the home is becoming toxic because of your parents, it's better that they're not together anyway. You know, so you might as well just get ahead of yourself and just, you know, break up. But um, we started seeing things going left like a long time ago, especially during the election it's alleged that Kanye spent like $12 million on the political campaign, just putting himself on the ballot, the whole nine yards, and I'm sure that played a huge role. Although I don't care about the money aspect, I don't care if they send the prenup, I don't care about any of that stuff financially because we're in a pandemic and there are people that are really struggling, people that are really dying and going through a lot of different things, people that can't afford to divorce and their spouse is getting on their nerves, but wishing them all the best and we'll keep you posted. Singer Stevie Wonder says that he is moving to Africa and a recent interview with Oprah Winfrey, a Stevie Wonder opened up about just wanting to move to Africa, well, Ghana in particular. So take a listen and we'll discuss. Uh, I promise you, if you do the right thing, I'll give you this song. I'll give it to you. You can have it. Because I want to see this nation smile again. Oh. And I want to see it before I leave to travel to move to Ghana. Because I'm going to do that. You're going to move permanently to Ghana? I am. You are? Why? Because I, I, I don't want to see my... <clears throat> Children's children's children have to say, oh, please like me, please, please respect me. Please know that I'm important. Please value me. What kind of is that? I felt all of that. And I don't think that this nation is going to be smiling anytime soon, to be honest. It would be nice, but I don't think it's going to happen. And, you know, I don't blame him for wanting to move. Like, 
you know, the disrespect against black people is sad. It's endless, especially in America where black people have literally carried America on its back for from our style to our culture to the talent to people, the inventions and just so many other things. And it's just sad that you have to think about leaving the country that you were born in out of fear of your safety and just your overall mental health. It's a lot to take in. You know, you have there's so many things that, you know, happen. Um, You have to Google. What is this country like being black? What is this area like? And it's just the whole thing is just draining. So I totally get it. But speaking of disrespect, can we talk about Oscar nominated? actor Daniel Kaluuya so he recently was doing an interview with Graham Norton on his show um and he revealed like they're talking and talking about you know everything going on updates and all that stuff and then he reveals that he was never invited to the premiere of Get Out the film that he carried on his back like he was the lead role in the film and I'm just shocked by it. And I know a lot of people say, you know, don't be shocked by these things. You can't be shocked by anything. But my thing is like, it's like a wedding, right? You're having your wedding, but not being invited to your own wedding. Like, who does that? Like, why is that a thing? And so many questions and the questions go on. But he was really chill about it. Like, he was just saying, you know, it's an industry thing. And you know, he didn't really take it on like that. And I kind of, I commend him for that because, you know, he's allowing his talent to speak for himself, for itself. And, um, you know, it it is, you know, he's doing his thing and he's amazing at, um, at what he does. He's really, really talented. And, you know, as I say, who God bless, no man curse, but it is frustrating that he was, you know, basically robbed of a moment, but, uh, it's annoying but you know it just goes to show how much work needs to be done in this industry you know especially in these important rooms where decisions are being made um these spaces need to reflect the world and what it looks like we need people to we we need more diversity not just because it sounds good but we need these spaces to reflect the world you know um, we need more authentic stories, not just for ratings, but like real stories from real people uh, with these real experiences that understand the languages and, you know, all types of different things. So I'm rooting for all of that. And, you know, it's definitely happening, but I just hope that it continues. And it, it's such a frustrating thing, but I have hope that it will get better. And um Again, I think it's a beautiful thing that he's allowed his talent to kind of speak for itself. Um, Yeah, that's all we have for today's Poppin' Topics. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's conversation featuring the multi-talented Lazarus Lynch. We talked about his journey, new adventures, and the importance of self-care. Um, So make sure that you guys check out his new single, Busy Being Black. And um, he also dropped a video today, so you guys can check that out too um where the j word we're working on getting a spotify um a spotify like playlist together so it will feature lazarus um his new single and super excited about it and i hope that the playlist makes you guys feel like you're the shit because you are know that you guys are worth it and you guys are capable of doing every and anything and um 
just know that when people tell you no, you got to tell yourself yes. And just always remember how amazing you are. I'm your host, Jason Price, and this was the first ever episode of the J Word podcast. I love you for listening, and I hope that you guys enjoyed. I will, well, you hear me next week. All right, guys, peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the J Word podcast. To keep up with the latest, follow the J Word on Twitter and Instagram at the J Word underscore. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review.